This episode is brought to you by .site domains. If you're looking to build a great website for your business, you can find a short and meaningful domain name on the .site domain extension. To register, visit www.get.site, that's S-I-T-E, and use the code SELFRELIANCE to get up to a 50% discount on your purchase. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and I'm going to do another solo show. I'm going to talk about actually one of my favorite topics, Google Analytics for small business. Now that doesn't sound like a very sexy topic, I know. It's an important one though. Closing the loop on your marketing investment, closing the loop on what channels work, closing the loop on what actually what behavior actually turns somebody into a customer or a client. Those are important things to know. Those allow you to focus. Those allow you to spend less money. Those allow you to actually invest in what works. Certainly, I work with a lot of small business consultants, a lot of small business clients. And to me, this is uh, probably one of the biggest challenges because it's like it's a lot like telling people they should like math, I think, sometimes, especially when you go to what is our, I think, one of the best tools available on the planet that is also free, Google Analytics. I mean, you jump in there and it's pretty easy to get lost. It looks like a maze. It looks like uh, there's a lot there that doesn't make sense. And so I want to spend some time really in this podcast simplifying it. Now, I will tell you, there are some things where um, I'm going to demonstrate with pictures that you can't do in words. I'll explain it, but you might check out the show notes at uh, ducttapemarketing.com slash podcast. Find this uh, episode uh, depending upon when you're listening to it, and that's probably going to be your best bet. Google Analytics, Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, if you want to do a search or something like that, Uh, because there's a few things that I can't illustrate just with words alone while I'm in your head. But this format, as you know, I talk about all the time is so portable that I think it's worth doing a show like this even. But I've got show notes with pictures and diagrams, things that can kind of help you start. So I want to start by getting a little bit of leverage. Why should you care about Google Analytics? So I've already talked a little bit about the idea of closing the loop and and having an an understanding on your ad spend or on your investment in marketing in general. But I think it also, uh, over time, presents a, a clear picture of your business, a clear picture of your past, especially since you can go way back now, <laughs> gives you a look at results. Um, I think it also gives you a look at trends. It gives you a look at anomalies. You know, a lot of times we look at small businesses, uh, uh, Google Analytics, and they think, well, God, I'm doing great. I got all this traffic. I got all this organic traffic. Things are great because, again, I... I think organic traffic's awesome. But then I get digging deeper into Google Analytics and I find, well, it's a local business. And so really the only traffic that matters is somebody that's going to buy, <laughs> is somebody that is at least has the ability to buy. They live in your community if you're a local business. And we go and we look at, at, at businesses frequently and they have scored some big win in Google for a a keyword or a keyword phrase that gets lots of searches all over the world. And, and then now we're finding that 40% of the traffic doesn't even come from the country they're in, let alone the state they're in. So those are things that, that you need to understand because otherwise, just as an aggregate, as a whole, you're getting a not very good picture of things. 
The other thing that it gives you, and this is true if you're a business owner, this is particularly true if you are, say, an agency or consultant who works with business owners, it is a great place to show off the value that marketing brings. And certainly, as I say, a consultant, the value that maybe directly you bring. Instead of just sending that bill every month, you're actually able to say, well, for this $3,000 this month, you got $19,000 worth of conversions. Pretty good ratio, isn't it? But if you don't set it up, if you don't use Google Analytics, you're just guessing. And frankly, most people are going to guess down. Most people are going to underestimate the value of their marketing. So that, if for nothing else, is reason for you to get to know it. And there, there's lots of courses. You can go to Udemy and some of these places to, uh, to find great courses on the very specific intricacies. I just want to give you the things that I think are the most important today. I want to end by saying that for me, what Google analytics does is it helps me actually make context out of what I'm looking at. You know, a lot of times when you start drilling into comparing date ranges, comparing segments, uh, figuring out who actually does what when they click on those paid ads, you know, that's when then the reports actually provide context. Um, so, you know, just looking at raw, how many people visited this month or how many people are on my website right now, the real time report. I mean, those don't do much, but give you data. And the real key is to start understanding how to use this tool to give you context. All right. So let's go into how do we set it up? Again, this is something that you can Google this. <laughs> there are hundreds of websites that can tell you I've got on the show notes of this. I've got a few screen grabs and things for you. But the first thing is you have to install the code. You have to actually have Google's tracking code on every page of your website. Now, fortunately, sites, WordPress sites and things like that, content management sites today, make that very easy. There are plugins, themes that allow you to drop it into one page or all pages. So that has to be done. Here's one thing that <laughs> that seems like a kind of a nerdy thing, but it makes a ton of sense if you do it. You want to filter yourself out. Now, what I mean by that, and, and this would be true of your agency or you know other people that are going to be looking at your website a lot. If you if you let's say you get a hundred visits a month, that's just a round number, a very small number, and then you start working on your website, or you have somebody working on your website, or somebody's providing content, somebody's coming in there to do SEO. All those visits add up to greatly skew your numbers. I mean, now all of a sudden your 100 visits turns into 200 visits. And the bad thing is none of those are doing anything for you. None of those are converting. In fact, they're hurting your view of what actually is working. So if you have not done this yet, Google the term, what is my IP address or something of that nature. And Google will turn around and give you a four, four digits-ish number um, that four kind of groups of numbers separated by periods, and that's your uh, internet protocol address. That's your IP address. Then you go into your admin panel and hit filter, and then exclude visits from that IP address. And do the same for your agency, for your SEO folks, for your content folks, for your staff, if, especially if they're working in different locations, because then th th that will then tell Google, when I visit the website, don't track that as a visit. I know it sounds silly, but it can uh, it can certainly add up. All right, the next thing I want you to think about is goals. This is another thing that, this is probably the most important thing I'm going to talk about. If you're not setting up goals 
so that when people visit your website, they do something, they call you, they fill out a form, they stay on a page, they visit eight pages. I mean, those are all things that can be goals. If you're not setting up goals, then you are going to have a very limited view of your investment in marketing. So as I said, goals can be a lot of things. Some of the kind of base goals are, you know, sign up for a lead capture form. So let's say you are promoting some great checklist that your customers or prospects are going to want to download and you're sending traffic to that page to try to get a whole bunch of them to give you their email address. But you're not tracking that in Google Analytics as a conversion. Then you just know you sent a bunch of people those page, to those pages and gosh darn it, you hope it works. But if you're actually tracking that type of thing as conversion, then you can start to say, okay, what's one of those downloads worth? If let's say eventually I'm trying to sell a product or a service, you're actually able to back that into with a math formula that says, hey, if we keep focusing on getting this conversion, it's worth X amount a month. So you need to spend some time learning about goals. They can be the destinations, they can be based on an event. Uh, they can be based on certain behaviors. Uh, there's a whole list of goals, but the kind of base version, you know, ones that a lot of people set up are, you know, signing some kind of lead capture form as I talked about. Sometimes visiting X amount of pages or visiting page for a certain amount of time can actually be a useful goal to, uh, to set up. Call or request for a quote. Now I'm gonna talk a little bit about call tracking, but, but sometimes requesting a quote can be a tremendous goal conversion obviously and I mean, you you are going to get those phone calls maybe or you know you get forms filled out but if you're not actually looking at them on a month basis you know a lot of times it's i don't know how many calls we got we didn't log those you know how many quotes did we send out i don't know we didn't log those well all of a sudden now you're seeing and and another thing that the goals allow you to do is to start then saying okay gosh darn it we got a hundred requests for quotes but we only got 10 customers out of that what do we need to do to make sure that we're converting more of those requests? See, if you're not tracking it, I guarantee you're not going to back up and start working on the things that matter. Now, the other beauty, and this is really true if you're an agency, but it's true no matter what, but the other beauty of goals is you can assign dollar values to them. I mean, sometimes it's made up math, uh, but there is a formula. I mean, if you think about how many people took an action, so you're tracking conversions, how many people called you, how many people filled out a form, you know, those you could call leads, right? I mean, the others are just visitors. Now somebody took an action, to me, that's a lead. All right, so what happens after they fill out the form? Okay, well, next question is, you know, what percentage of them became clients. I mean, that's your conversion rate. We got 100 leads, 10 of them became customers or clients. So we have a 10% conversion rate. Okay, now knowing that when you convert somebody, what's that worth? What's the dollar amount of that worth? Maybe what's the lifetime value, right? It's not just a matter of, okay, yeah, that person signed up for one month of service. So it's $500. Well, if, if that's $500 every month, then you retain them on an average for 20 months, that's more than $500, I think that's $10,000. <laughs> so what's that worth to get that that phone call, to get that conversion? So you, you know now how many leads you're getting a month, what percentage become customers, what the average dollar amount is when they become a customer. So now it's just your, your conversion value, the average dollar amount, times your conversion rate, the percentage of people, 
And now all of a sudden we have a goal. So if that's 10% and it's $100, you convert 10% and every one of those becomes a $100 uh, buyer, then that means that you have a conversion goal or a conversion value, I should say, a goal value of $10. So now you can plug that into Google. And all of a sudden now, if you're getting 300 leads a month, you know what those 300 leads a month are worth to you. So now you can look at that and say, well, gosh, we spent $2,000 to get $3,000 worth of leads. Now that's math that you can actually live with. Again, there's an example of this. I'll spell it out with uh, screenshots and whatnot on uh, ducttapemarketing.com slash podcast, but that's the way to start looking at it. All right, the next thing, and I'm going to do this in two episodes. So this is part one. So the next thing I want you to think about doing, because I want you to actually take action on this. So I want you to come back and, and complete this um, in the second half of this. So the second part that I want you to do, the next part I want you to do is integrations. So the beauty of Google Analytics is that you can actually integrate your Google Search Console, your Google Ads, and if you're using a third-party call tracking tool, you could put have all of that data coming into Google Analytics. Now you could go look at your conversion goals in Google Ads, and you could go look at what's going on in Google Search Console, but if you integrate those, and Google makes it very easy to do, if you integrate those, then all of a sudden you've got that data in one place. So now you can start drilling down and saying, instead of this, all of our search terms, these are the search terms that bring us in, bring us leads. You can now start saying, okay, of that search term, how many people convert? How many people call? I mean, you just you can slice and dice it into segments, uh, which I'm going to talk about in the second half of. Uh, of this as well. So that's just in your admin panel and you'll see uh, all Google products uh, and you can integrate uh, away there. Uh, the, the, the one I also mentioned is uh, call tracking because if you integrate your call tracking uh, tool and we use one called CallRail that I love, if you integrate your call tracking into Google Analytics, this to me, for those businesses that still depend on phone calls and there are many of you out there, <laughs> This is the real golden ticket, frankly, <laughs> because if, if 60 to 70% of your end leads turn into clients based on a phone call, which turns into a meeting perhaps, and you're not tracking where those folks are coming from. Now, a lot of times they've searched you, they've been on LinkedIn, they've, they've done all kinds of things, they've looked at your testimonials, they've been all over your website, but then they finally pick up the phone and call. By having call tracking, you're actually able to then put that entire journey and that entire puzzle together and understand you know, how people are becoming clients or at least taking that, that very bold move of calling you or filling out a form. All right, so that's the first half. Next, we're gonna talk about reports and segments and some of the tools that you can use to get this done. Have you ever tried looking for a domain name? Chances are that the first few options you tried were not available, and you're not alone. I mean, over 65% of domain name searches actually fail because, you know, all good domain names are already taken. But that's not necessarily true. In fact, I got myself self-reliance.site 
where I talk about my book, The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, and share content to help people become self-reliant in their entrepreneurial journey. You too can get your very own .site domain for as low as $1.99. Visit www.get.site or click the link in the description on the show notes page. Search for your unique .site domain and use the code SELFRELIANCE to get 50% off your domain purchase. Okay, now I want to talk about the reports that you can run in Google Analytics. Now, there are hundreds of ways that you can slice and dice and run reports. I want to tell you about the three that I find the most useful uh, because just because a tool can do a lot of things doesn't mean that you have to get overwhelmed by trying to make it do a lot of things. So if you look down the left-hand tab, you're going to see things, uh, tabs like acquisition and behavior, audience. That's where you'll find all the reports. So the three that I want to talk about are called the channel report, what I call the channel report, the landing page report, and the campaign report. All right, so the first one, your channel report. And again, remember I have uh, images at duct tape marketing slash podcast that you can find screenshots of how to get to these. But at any rate, if you just follow this path for the channel report, acquisition, then there's a tab, all traffic, and then finally channels. And what that's going to do is give you a report that shows you where your traffic's coming from. It's basically going to be broken up into about five or six categories. The first one's organic. That's the traffic sent to you by Google because somebody searched. The next one's called direct uh, quite often. They're not necessarily in this order. Depends on how the traffic is. But another one's called direct. And that's kind of the catch-all. That's somebody who knows your website already and they don't do a search they just go and they call it up um, that's you that's you know providers that's customers like especially if you have like a log on page um, so that's where a lot of the direct traffic but in some cases it's just traffic google doesn't really have an attribution for people block their the browser they use incognito things like that so they can't really track how they got there so that's kind of a catch-all for that then you're going to have paid search, and that's if you're running ads. Uh, you're going to have social. You're going to have something called referrals, um, and that's the other sites. So if you're, other people are linking to your uh, website and sending traffic to it, um, that's going to show up in referrals. So what this channel report does is essentially it breaks down the channels of traffic to your website. Now, if you were following along in the first half and you were setting up your goals, then what this report is going to automatically do is then also give you conversions by channel. And this is really interesting because now all of a sudden you can see that, let's say you're getting tons and tons of organic traffic, but it's not very targeted. I mean, I gave that example in the first half about you know traffic coming from out of the country or out of your state. Well, those folks aren't going to pick up the phone and call you. I mean, so that traffic may or may not be converting. And that's, a, again, that's an important thing to understand. Another one, of course, is your paid traffic. I mean, if you're running Google ads or you're running Facebook ads, um, you're going to see, are those ads converting? I mean, it's going to be pretty clear in this report. If you are trying to generate more search traffic, quite often, when we start working with somebody, they're not generating that much organic traffic. And one of our goals is we're going to change their website. We're going to start adding content. We're going to start adding blog posts. And, and all of that's going to add up to them getting more 
search traffic. Um, and so we want to follow that because what you can do with this report now is you can then define not only look at it for say this week or this month, you can define whatever period you want to look at and then you can start comparing. So you can all of a sudden start looking at trends. So month to month, say traffic growth in organic might be small. Uh, maybe seasonally it kind of fluctuates. But if you go back and look at first quarter last year compared to first quarter this year, all of a sudden that might start showing you a picture or maybe last year compared to this year that might start showing you a picture of are you making progress you know towards your goals all right the second one i want to talk about is called the landing page report and what you're going to get from this is what pages do people enter my site on what pages do they land on when they come to my website so you know for most businesses it's going to be your home page is going to be number one but you get to this report by going to behavior site content, landing pages. Now, there's all kinds of things that could come from this report. As I said, in most cases, this is going to show up as your homepage is your number one report or your number one page. But if you're advertising certain other pages, this is gonna start showing you or drilling down into those pages where people land first because of an ad. And now all of a sudden you can start looking at the conversions of those. You can start looking at blog traffic, for example, blog pages that are getting lots of search and getting lots of traffic. Because sometimes you don't understand, you may say, oh yes, we're ranking for you know this keyword, but you may not know the fact that a couple pages, different pages on your website might be ranking for those. This, in a lot of cases, landing page reports give you a can give you an idea about how you might interlink some of the pages on your website so that that you actually make them even stronger because uh, here's the thing about seo in a lot of cases a page that's already ranking you can actually make do better <laughs> than a page that uh, or pages that are not ranking at all so having you know those five or six blog posts that all rank very heavily now linking them back to your service pages, linking them together, it can just show you lots of things that you might want to uh, uh, consider doing on your website. It can also show you those anomalies. You know, you're getting all kinds of traffic. I, I remember we have a, had a client one time that, that uh, you know, didn't get a ton of traffic, except every day or every year around Mother's Day, um, they would get this giant spike in traffic. And it's because they had this poem dedicated to mothers that for whatever reason, Google thought they had a great representation of it. And so they, for <clears throat> Mother's Day poem, they would show up. And so, you know, that's a, that's a case where, you know, you can explain, use this landing page report to explain what's happening uh, a little more thoroughly. Okay, the last one I want to talk about <clears throat> is something I call a campaign report. And you get to the campaign report by acquisition campaigns, all campaigns. Now, if you're running Google ad campaigns and you have integrated Google ads with Google Analytics, as I suggested earlier in this podcast, then what you should see here is the results of your actual campaigns coming out of Google ads. Now, you could jump over to Google ads and see some of the same information, but now that you have them 
connected to goals here in analytics, uh, all of a sudden you get a very clear, crisp, and quick picture on how your campaigns are doing. Now, everybody understands the Google Ads example because that's a ad campaign, right? But just about anything can be a campaign. If you have a Facebook post that you want to send somebody to a certain page and you want to track that as a campaign, then you can create what are called UTM parameters. And essentially, just Google that, UTM parameters. There's actually a Google tool that will allow you uh, to append your any link with all this code on the back end, you've probably seen it, this long code that goes on the back end that looks like a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> what that's doing is tracking. So, so that code put, say, into Facebook or a Facebook ad or whatever you wanted to use. I mean, it could be a post. But if it links back to your website um, and it has that UTM parameter code at the back end of it, then all of a sudden <clears throat> you're going to start seeing in this campaigns report the effectiveness of pretty much anything you do. I mean, you can track your email signature <laughs> as a UTM report that if it's sending people to your website that would actually then show you, yes, four people came to your website because you had a link in your email signature and two of those four converted. You think that could be useful? Now you can get crazy with this kind of stuff and be tracking everything but I would suggest that uh, most small businesses aren't tracking much of anything other than paid advertising. And this is a great way for you to start. Uh, let, let's say you want to do something. You want to be on a podcast or you're going to be on a podcast and you want them to link to your website because they've said they would. You can actually give them a shortened link that, uh, that Google has put all this code in for you. And all of a sudden, you can get a very clear picture of how much traffic you got to your website for being on that podcast. Does that sound potentially useful? There are hundreds and hundreds of ways to think about this idea of campaign reports and of UTM uh, tracking codes. And so if you go to uh, ducttapemarketing.com slash podcast, find this episode, I'll show you um, some links uh, to tools that you might use for tracking your campaigns. All right, the last thing I want to talk about, two things, I guess, um, is the use of something called segments. And then the last one is some tools that I'll recommend. So the idea behind a segment is now you can take a report and say, okay, let's, let's slice and dice this by a couple different ways. And my favorite ways to slice and dice is by demographics. So... In Google Analytics, there is some amount of tracking of who's coming to your website. Now, this is not 100% accurate. People can opt out of this. I mean, there's lots of caveats, but at least it's going to give you a little bit of a picture. And what this allows you to do is to say things like, okay, let me have a picture of, my, of the traffic that comes to my website. Are they male, female? Are they, you know, what age groups are they? And, and right off the bat, you know, that set of data, you know, might inform how you write, might inform your offers, might inform how you talk about uh, your customers. But it's not the only picture because, again, that's all of your traffic. Where it gets really interesting is to say, okay, 
show me the demographics of the people who click on my paid ads. Well, now we might have a little different story. Who knows? I have a remodeling contractor that uh, is a client, and I'll show you some of the, the demographics uh, there. <laughs> Not too surprising. Uh, 65% of their traffic is uh, female. 35%, if I'm doing the math right on that, um, is male. Uh, it kind of skews along the age lines, you'd think. You know, as people get increasingly a little older, that's uh, who their clients are. But then when we look at who clicks on their paid ads, it jumps all of a sudden to 81% female. So what's going on there? If it's 65% of their visitors are female, but 81% of the people who click on ads and come to their website. Now that's interesting, isn't it? What story does that potentially tell? Well, now let's look at, okay, if those are the people coming to the website, who are the ones that are converting? Meaning who's picking up the phone? Who's actually, because again, it's, it's not, do we care? Well, we do care who's visiting the site. We do care who's clicking on the paid search ads. But what we really care about is who's becoming a client or who's at least taking uh, action. The same remodeling contractor, remember they were 65% female of their visitors. Well, 55% of the conversions are actually coming from that smaller group of males. That smaller group of 35% uh, males are the ones that are actually picking up the phone, filling out the forms. Now, we can make all kinds of probably stereotypical <laughs> conclusions about what's going on there, but it may just be that um, in a lot this particular instance, a lot of women were doing the searching, clicking on the ads uh, because they were trying to find you know, what they were looking for out there. Um, and then as a couple they were deciding to call. Um, and so is that data useful? I, th I think that that data could be really useful because it tells a much more complete story than simply, here's how many visits to our site, here's you know who's visiting. Uh, because if we drill down into those segments, I think we get a much better picture of what's actually going on. And that story is something that is important as it relates to all of the marketing, all the marketing strategy. So it's not just web analytics. I mean, this is uh, the marketing story that you're finding because of the analytics. That's the context I was talking about in the very beginning. Now, there's a couple tools I wanna to end with today uh, talking about. Uh, the first one is called uh, Google Analytics Custom Dashboards. This is a, a way, so you can build these dashboards uh, inside of Google Analytics so that you're only looking at the reports you want and you know quickly the charts and graphs and, and things that you wanna highlight. And there are lots of people that built these dashboards. You can actually import them into Google Analytics. So just go to Google Analytics custom dashboards. I tend to be kind of old school and once you learn how to use these things, you, you probably have more flexibility doing it uh, the way that I'm talking about doing it, just looking at the raw data and the raw reports and the segments. There's a couple other tools out there. Um, one that a lot of our consultants use called Agency Analytics. And this allows you to put onto one page, again, a dashboard kind of approach. 
Uh, another one's called Cyfe, C-Y-F-E. And these two tools differ than, uh, are, are much different than Google Analytics because they also allow you to bring other things in. You want social shares in there. You want to know what your Google reviews are. You know, those can all go into a, a dashboard uh, kind of page. So uh, that's it today. Uh, that's uh, kind of my uh, big rundown on Google Analytics for uh, small business, uh, please visit uh, duct tape marketing slash podcast to see a bunch of the links and to see a bunch of the how to's and uh, images so that you get a sense of, of what it is you're looking at and uh, spend some time jump in there. Uh, you will find that it is absolutely worth it. All right. Take care. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.